0: welcome to episode 175 40 going on 14 i am mike i am patrick i'm joel and i'm josh
1: and i gather that you call a guy a gigantic ginger infant once and he shows up in every music show
0: for the next four freaking years
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: well he's a talented ginger infant he is. Yeah, if you guys haven't
1: listened to our previous Billboard top ten shows, uh, which we've done one every calendar year, yeah. Uh Ed Sheeran has appeared in every one of them, and uh yeah. Wait. I, Ed, I said some things I'm not proud of. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Go all the way back to the first one. That's you have so. cursed him to follow us for generations. <laughs> I guess. It's a good thing I it turns out I actually like his music. Yeah, Ed Sheeran is hiding in my basement. <laughs>
3: He just kinda, <laughs> against his will. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Make sure you get him a bottle and a fresh nappy.
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> he has no soul.
0: <laughs> so welcome to the Billboard Top 10 number four. Uh, this, this time we're going January 24th, 1987 versus whatever this week is, 2017. So January 28th, 2017. So that is the top 10 versus the top 10 of those years or those weeks. Well said. Thank you throw it
4: you at josh to me
0: again
3: <laughs> segue that man
4: so if you want to awkwardly have a,
1: have already used that
4: oh yeah that's right <laughs> um
1: no, i want to see i what like turtles <laughs> if you like turtles <laughs> you find shows that are probably not about turtles on the podcast collective Such Say, shows i'm working as- with what i'm given yeah. here yeah you're welcome <laughs> uh, including such luminaries as the bad parenting podcast on the block. No hope for humanity. The coffin. Joe cast. Joel's own, the sunshine, happy pants, Hour, dating baggage, the internet with Scott, the pool boy. I am salt Lake Minton box cast tales from the hard side, the dog and do show empty rant podcast, the Portland beer club podcast. And of course the rad dad radio hour.
0: Yes. And if you are listening to internet radio noon on Saturday, so you can go to geek life radio and listen to us. Doing the show of the week. Yes, though it is not live. It is not live. Definitely not live.
1: We had to clarify that on Facebook.
4: It's recorded live. Sort of. Kind for, of.
1: Yeah, for a bit. <laughs> We're mostly live. Yeah, that's Mike, moment.
4: I think you and I should start a podcast and call it the chicken in the douche The uh, chicken in the douche, and we should immediately follow the dog and douche show. Dog and douche followed by the chicken and the douche. Dude, you
0: smoked yourself stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're feeling stupid...
4: <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, but you have smoked entirely too much.
0: <laughs> so Saturday, February 4th, oh, February 11th, 2017, uh, the LodgeCon is a game convention that we are going to be at. Uh, free admittance to the vendor market. It's going to be at the Will County Atrium Fairground in Piatone, Illinois. Doors open at 7 a.m. to midnight. We are going to be there. And we're gonna be recording, we're gonna be doing some instant game show stuff, giving away prizes, and dun dun dun, we now have a nemesis. We do? We do we do. Uh no. it's Nemesai. That that's not even close to correct. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the, the pi- Nemesus? Nemesus, yes, he's a he's a guy who doesn't like you, but he'll still massage your shoulders.
3: <laughs> yeah. And
0: he'll rhyme while doing it. Right. <laughs>
1: That's only if he's got his doctorate, though.
0: So the oh. Geek Awakens podcast oh, uh, is going to be there, and apparently there's going to be some sort of gaming showdown between us and them. So, <sighs> I know, Josh is looking forward to that. <laughs> so we're calling out to them. They are on Facebook. Look for the Geek Awakens uh not the one Joel what was the other one that wasn't them not the girl from the daily dot but yeah a not podcast the daily dot people. one the other one there's a podcast with four people on it and that's the one you want to go to uh i'll post the uh, link to them in the show show notes but yeah so we're playing we're going to be up there with them and uh doing some mc'ing for the entertainment and all sorts of fun stuff so that again that is saturday february 11th at the wool county fairgrounds atrium in Piatone. Pietone, illinois
1: we <laughs> If you want to check out our archives, you can always visit iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, Talk to Google Play Podcasts, and other fine podcasting directories.
0: Got a whole bunch of
3: shit out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, is there any feedback?
0: Yes. There is totally feedback. First off, yeah. we've got let's go with the uh where to go, let's go with the email first. We have email from a one Tommy the Duck that says I've got one for you that I'm a little surprised you haven't talked about. They Live has been heavily rumored to be remade years ago, but talk has died down to almost nil. A Google search just now turns up mostly the same articles it did two or three years ago, last time I searched. Personally, I don't know how to feel about this. I love the original, but a remake could be amazing if done right, or terrible if done for nothing more than the sake of remaking a cult favorite with cool effects. Total Recall, I'm looking in your direction. Ducks to the front, Tommy the Duck.
1: Well, one of the biggest problems is when you're talking about they live is they no longer includes Rowdy Roddy Piper.
3: Aww. Aww. David Keith is still around, or Keith David. Wait, which one is it? Keith David. David. Thank you. David Keith is a guy that looks <laughs> like he should so, be related to Patrick Swayze. So
0: who would we put in there instead of Rowdy Roddy Piper? Well, obviously, they have to recast both parts and the just Rock. do a
1: straight rematch. Yeah. <laughs> the,
0: the Rock is Rock. not the oh. answer to everything, even though he is. <laughs> All right, so... I'd watch. This gener- <laughs> Go ahead, get it out.
4: He's this generation's Charles Bronson.
0: I represent that Rabak.
4: I know. I'd I love to throw a Charles Bronson remarking for you every now and then. Mm,
0: very nice. So, then we okay. also have like- voicemails. Huh? <gasps> Bum, bum, bum. Here's voicemail number one.
4: Hey, guys. It's Slacker, and I'm driving along listening to your uh, show, which is awesome. But this is the episode about Tremors, and I really like Tremors, and I agree. I liked Five also. The middle ones were okay, but I only have one thing to say. Do you know what happens to a show when it's struck by lightning? The same thing as whenever you make that damn reference from X-Men 1. Really? God, guys... Ugh. Ugh. ass blasters.
0: So he was okay with all the peeing, but the
1: <laughs> struck by lightning. That was what offended him.
0: Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't upset by my inverted nipples conversation. <laughs> but by struck by lightning, well,
4: it's... I stick by my reference.
0: That was a weird show. It was. <laughs> I know, you, you can tell it's a weird show when all of us kind of stop and it's like we look around We're like, how the hell did we get here? So, Now, voicemail number two, which is just labeled AB1. I don't know what that means.
2: Ass blasters, blast your own damn ass. <laughs> what, what,
1: the <laughs> what the fuck just
2: happened? <laughs> I don't know. Ass blasters, blast your own damn ass.
1: Hey, thank you, Edie McClurg. <laughs>
2: He's a righteous dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just have a vision of a, of a of a Graboid with a big hairdo with pulling pens out of it with its tentacles.
3: <laughs> that needs to be somebody's ringtone. Oh, it's going to
0: be yours. Yes. Bum, bum,
1: bum. Oh, dude. I was just thinking about uh, wrestlers turned actors, and I got my Dreamcast for the remake of They Live. Go ahead. And okay. have even worked together before. Okay. Randy Couture and Terry motherfucking Cruz. Oh.
0: And a nine-minute fistfight. I am so down. I would watch. I would go pay money just to see the fistfight. Put these glasses on. No. I like it. Well, I'm cool. it, I like it. All right.
4: Ass Blasters.
1: So if you want to leave us some listener feedback, you can call us at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yes, that. Was that play it?
4: it. Play it one more time, Mike. <laughs> just,
1: I just closed the window. <laughs> I Blast off, keyboard ass blaster.
4: Ass blasters!
2: <laughs> Blast your own damn ass! <laughs> That's pretty good.
0: Nice cover.
4: It's not bad, not bad. I'll take it.
0: Okay. About that time? It's yep. about that time.
2: This week in music, movies, and TV. What the
3: fuck was that? It's the top
1: 40 show. Why does a soulful ghost have anything to do with the top 40?
3: <laughs> Soul ghost. <laughs> Coming this fall on the CW. <laughs> Starring Bill uh, Cosby. Ugh. No. Oh. 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 No. No. Oh.
0: Oh. I see
2: you taking a shower. Great <laughs> <laughs> <Drink>
0: fish.
3: <laughs> oh. Why am I still laughing?
0: Because you're a dick.
3: <laughs> I guess so. Twee. Music. Hit it. All right. Spoilers. The number one song is At This Moment by Billy Vera and The Beaters.
4: What week are we going doing?
3: January 24th, 1987. On January 21st, blues great B.B. King, on the same day he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, donated his entire record collection of over 20,000 LPs to the Center for the Study of Southern Culture at the University of Mississippi. The collection included over 7,000 rare blues recordings and is now housed at the Barnard Observatory.
0: Now, I may be wrong, but wouldn't Observatory be looking at the stars? So
4: I was a second. You know, how do you get much bigger than BB King? <laughs> ah, you know. well, yeah, that's pretty good.
0: I was just thinking, it might, maybe the Barnard Conservatory? No, I mean, maybe that, it was once an observatory and is no longer. Now it's where they hmm. put all the records.
4: Well, I mean, there was more to it. It's more so specific, instead in the records area or something like that. But
3: yeah, okay. The hell of a collection, either way. Yeah, I know. Okay, okay. to a-
4: answer, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was going to be the sticking point. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: To answer the question, though, it was once a U.S. Uh, astronomical observatory uh, owned and uh, operated by Ole Miss. It was completed in 1859, but now it's not just an observatory. It's also the Center for Study
3: of Southern Culture. Nice. What wonder if they have any records by Soul Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I made a hit record. All right. The 14th. American Music Awards are held <laughs> on January twenty sixth, and the winners include Whitney Houston, Lionel Ritchie, and Alabama. Yedip-o. That's Oakridge Boys. Hmm.
1: Sorry. There's a joke in there about Alabama being a winner, but I'm not. We have way too many uh, Crimson Tide fans listening to the show for me to tell yeah.
0: it. <laughs> Movie? I, I,
1: yeah i know that's a sports joke so I'm, I'm talking to the wrong audience no i got it but, all right yeah on to movies alan quatermain in the lost city outrageous fortune and radio days are movies that are released this week
3: Hmm. i like radio days
1: <clears throat> yeah i don't think i've ever seen that one woody allen
0: outrageous fortune that was bet midler right yeah yes yeah it was a good movie
4: and, and Alan Quartermain is, is one of the typical pieces of crap Alan Quartermain movies. Yeah,
1: they just kept trying to rip off Indiana Jones, even though Alan Quartermain was
0: kind of the inspiration for Indiana Jones. Yeah.
3: That's uh, Chamberlain, right, Richard Chamberlain? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We should do a Indiana Jones versus Alan Quartermain show. We no. We really should not. <laughs> <laughs> a shame they never made any modern
1: Indiana Jones movies. Just the three. And also, the number one movie this week is *Critical Condition*, starring Richard Pryor.
4: Hmm, I'm I've sure. never seen it. that. Yeah, I've never seen that one. Yeah,
0: no, I haven't seen that one either. I've always been a big fan of *Silver* uh, *Silver Streak*. Oh, uh, that was mm-hmm. so good. <clears throat> *Silver Streak*, and what was the other one? Uh, *Hear No sure. Evil*, *See No Evil*. I, I like indie. that one. Oh god, oh yeah. that's a good. Alright, so TV. On January 22nd, history is made with the first live suicide is caught on tape as Pennsylvania politician R. Bud Dwyer shoots and kills himself at a press conference on live national television after being found guilty on charges of bribery, fraud, conspiracy, and racketeering. The song, which is also the acronym of the week, HMNS, was written about this event. Can't I wait to hear it. Josh. Well, that, of course, is Hanson Makes Nymphos Soggy.
3: <laughs> Ew.
4: No, that's not what it is at all. <laughs>
3: hey Man, Nice Shot. But...
4: Yeah. Oh.
3: <laughs> oh. Ew.
0: I did not know that, mm, but now
4: bop. I'm... Yeah, the song Hey Man, Nice Shot is about Bud Dwyer killing him. Mm, bop. Bop. Mm, bop.
0: What there you
4: go.
0: the hell is going on? <laughs> Hanson Making Things Soggy? All right, so January 16th, the Beastie Boys become the first act to be censored by American Bandstand when they ramp up their performance after being told they couldn't perform live. When Adam Ad-Rock Horovitz grabbed his crotch, it was edited out of further broadcasts. Wow, were we naive back then.
4: Right. Kind of on par with, you know, the whole Elvis shaking his hips being censored out, too.
3: That's kind of wacky.
4: It's it's so tame nowadays.
3: And yet we have Nipplegate.
0: Much later. Nipples. Timely.
4: <laughs> Inverted.
2: Nipples. <laughs>
4: Let's get to sports.
5: Jeez.
2: Jesus Christ.
4: Sports. Wow. <laughs> the game between the Calgary Flames and the New Jersey Devils on January 22nd wasn't expected to be a historic affair but close to two feet of snow turned it into one of the most unusual evenings in the history of the NHL. The number of tickets sold for the game was 11,247, but only 334 fans made it to the arena, which is believed to be the lowest attended game in modern NHL history. For players and fans in attendance at that 7-5 Devils win, it inspired a unique club. The Devils formed the 334 Club to honor those diehards, and it created a bond that remains all these years later. They have a plaque, they have a their own special room. All the people that are a part of the they get free tickets to the
3: games and stuff. That's awesome. That is yeah. cool. That's like the Star Crash con. I <laughs> expected like fifteen and they got seven. <laughs> it was kind of a late turnout, Pat. <laughs> he's he's oh,
0: gonna read goodness. more. You can't be doing that to him. <laughs>
4: oh. Man, no one's <laughs> going to get that reference. <laughs>
0: <laughs> On
4: January 25th at the 21st Super Bowl, the New York Giants beat the Denver Broncos 39-20 in Pasadena. The Super Bowl MVP was Phil Simms. Brian Cushing, an NFL inside linebacker for the Houston Texans, was drafted by the Texans in the first round of the 2009 NFL draft after being born January 24th of this week.
1: Wow, that's an early
3: draft. <laughs> <I'm
4: Like, like, laughs>
1: man, they got him
3: right yeah, new
4: baby's They're gonna be dynamite. They just, they <laughs> saw a lot of potential in that kid.
3: <laughs> Wait, where's the death? No, oh, Arba oh, Dwyer. Oh.
4: Yeah. Have you guys? I, seen, have you guys ever seen
3: that video? I have. No. No, I actually have a documentary about it on Amazon Prime. Actually, right now. Hmm. About the about uh, Arba Dwyer? Huh. It's uh.
0: Well, nothing like ending on
3: a high note. <laughs> pretty graphic.
0: <laughs> so we are taking the week of January 24th, 1987 and comparing it to the current week of what is it? January 28th, 2017.
4: True. So,
0: true. So we have got What do I win? You win a biscuit. A spot on the show. Yes. A uh, boot to the head. <laughs> Ooh, boot to the head, to the head. One more for Jenny on the whip. <laughs> How can she slap? Um, <laughs> How can she slap? All right. So first song on the list is At This Moment by A1, Billy Vera and the Beaters.
4: Are we going to start at 10 and work our way up, or are we going
0: to go? You're right. So we're going to go all the way down to the bottom here, and we're going to start with <laughs> Victory. Oh by cool spoilers,
4: spoilers number one is at this
0: moment but we already, already did that, that in the tweet so. oh man spoilers yeah. on the spoilers it's spoilception
3: <laughs> the one time i don't call spoilers spoilception
0: <laughs> all right so the first song we have is victory by cool in the gang now this one was 18 weeks on the chart and never got higher than 10 so clocking in at number 10 it's cool in the gang no no it says just cool it was totally cool and the gang. The gang was there. I saw the gang. The was gang. there? Okay. They, they were, were there. there. Okay. All right. So, victory by cool and the gang.
4: They were there banging okay. it out. Go for the win.
3: What's that? I said, why do I want Trident gum all of a sudden? <laughs> Turn into like a commercial for gum.
4: Yeah, that, that song sounds like it was written exclusively for an 80s movie montage.
1: Uh, I always ha- will have a special place in my heart for Cool and the Gang and like Morris Day on the Time. This like funk 70s throwback that somehow persisted through the late 80s. They're just like, even if the songs aren't great, they make me smile.
4: This
3: is not a good song.
0: This is not a good song. I like it's it. Definitely
3: I, not their best. Okay. No, I will agree with that.
0: Yes. Now, here here's the thing though. You've got them cool in the gang doing that and they also, let me see if please don't Google Fire phone. I know right here. I <laughs> Let's if they uh, they also did this. And it's unmuted. It.
2: If you really want it, get down on it. You got get, get down on it. Get down on it. Come on and get down on it.
0: Now something happened between the, then get down on it and this.
4: I'm sure it's pretty much just like my entire theory of everything that was popular in the 70s they tried to 80s it up and just sucked in the 80s.
1: Well, I mean Get uh, Get Down On It was 1981. Many 84. of their big hits like Celebrate was 1980. Cherish was uh 84. Yeah, okay. oh. I told you. A Jungle Boogie was 73.
4: Yeah. Oh, no, not that. No, I mean- I, I, that really doesn't help my, my case at all, but I'm going to take it anyway.
1: <laughs> That's such a great song.
4: <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I mean, Jungle I'm Boogie, just... Jungle Boogie their best song. Yeah. I
1: am a Cool and the Gang fan, just in general. So even though this is not their best song, it still makes me smile.
0: I will, it didn't I will,
4: make me smile. I hated it.
0: Uh, I will give you that, Josh. I mean, I do love Cool and the Gang. It is... They're just solid across. This is just, like, very weak for them.
4: It sounded like really bad studio rock that was made to... Go into like some bad eighties movie. It just—it
3: does uh, sound no. like a montage song. It really does. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: It turned into a commercial there at that—that the bridge or whatever it was. Chorus.
4: And then suddenly everybody has Mentos.
3: <laughs> the Fresh Maker. Victory. <laughs> By Faberge. Oh.
4: You want to stay cool like the gang?
3: I just—I don't remember that song though.
4: I, I don't either. I something. don't remember that song at yeah. all, and I didn't miss it.
0: Yeah, there are a few on this top 10 that uh, I don't remember.
4: That's the only one I didn't, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, number nine, Is This Love by Survivor. Uh, This peaked at number nine after 19 weeks on the chart.
4: If I didn't know that this was Survivor, I would have sworn it was a 38 special song.
0: Two sides of the same coin. All right. So we got Here is This Is This Love. I would f- think that's more that sounds more like Steve Perry. Ooh. Nice See
1: reference. I I don't know. I I hear the song all the time and while I'm never excited to hear it, I knew it was Survivor just cuz it's in regular rotation um like the 80s on 8 um uh, XM radio. Mm-hmm. See, and it doesn't that.
4: sound like a Survivor song. That's true.
3: See? That that song just takes me back to being a kid and feeling horrible about myself and not having a girlfriend and those awkward school dances.
4: Leave enough room for Jesus.
3: He never came.
4: Neither did I. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you were like 34 at the time. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, All right, said, so on to number eight. Well, wait, what does Mike think about that? Uh, honest, like I said, it's just,
0: this is like the plain white paper of Middle of the Road Rock for the 80s. Yeah. I mean, because all of us heard a different band. I mean, some of us heard 38 Special. Some of us heard uh, Steve Perry. Some of us actually knew it was Survivor. I mean, it's so... It's, this,
4: would, this would easily be covered by a band full of people that work in some kind of office that just play music on the side. bar band? Yeah.
3: Yeah. See, I love this stuff, though. It just, it's always hit a sweet spot for me, no matter how old I get. It just always makes me feel happy when make I hear you that, make
4: that You think country. about making out with a girl in the back seat of your Ford Escort.
3: Except there was no girl. <laughs> it was just me and the Trash Monster. <laughs> that's not would
4: it code. Want to make out again, Trash Monster? Okay.
3: <laughs> Is Joel I don't all right? Having a voice, Josh? To you? <laughs> Joel's
0: wow. in the back seat of his car, looking at salami. What the hell?
3: Now that's code.
0: <laughs> no, you literally had a salami that one time. Remember? Well, wow. anyway, Cindy Lauper <laughs> <laughs> okay. comes in at number eight. Uh, she peaked at number three with this one after seventeen weeks on the chart. So this is uh, "Change of Heart" by Cindy Lauper. I'm just going to say this right now. I will listen to anything Cindy Lauper does.
1: I have a great deal of respect for Cindy Lauper. I feel this way, the way you guys felt about the Cool in the Gang song. I love Cindy Lauper. This is not anywhere near one of
0: her best songs. Oh, it's definitely not. It, it is not her best song, but I still would listen. If this came out, I would not change it. That's fair.
3: And see, I don't remember this one either, and I agree with both of you. I mean, she's generally fun to listen to, and I can dig just about anything that she's put out if i hear it i'm like yeah i like that
0: now was this uh, for some reason or another i remember this one being in a movie am i wrong on that or in just you know having a a mental fog I, that doesn't sound right because this
1: is about the time where uh she was starting to fade in the background i mean it was off the same album as true colors but as What's far that? as i remember true colors and this were the only charting singles off of uh, off that album?
3: Maybe what's going on? I'm on the Wikipedia page for this song, and I don't see it Let's listed in the, a movie. No, okay.
1: Change so, of yeah, heart. She, her star was starting to fade by 86, 87.
3: But I agree with you, Mike. It could have been, like, in the cr- closing credits of a Matthew Modine movie. Yeah, that sounds strangely specific.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's accurate, right? Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, though, I mean, this this album, uh, True Colors album, went double platinum. So she may have been yeah. fading, but she was still doing pretty good. I mean, well, it's on the strength of the title, title track. Oh, yeah. P-
4: piece of trivia about this song is the Bangles sang back up.
3: Really? Oh. Yep. That gives it more cred. Yeah. Um,
1: Every time someone says the Bangles, I think of Susanna Hoffs and you lose me for a moment.
3: Mm. Uh, but it doesn't say featuring wait, wait, the Bangles. Joel.
0: Hoffs. Okay, I'm good. Um, Don't hassle <laughs> the Hoffs.
3: Uh, Patrick, what about you?
4: I think it's a, a standard Cyndi Lauper song. It's not horrible and it's not great. It's right in the middle of her uh, catalog.
0: All right, then.
1: Spoken like I a mean, two thirty. Maybe it's old. just that "True Colors" was such an awesome song that the rest of the
0: album's a disappointment in comparison. That is true. I mean, because "True Colors" it, that is one of her best, one of her best songs. I
4: think "Time After Time" is my favorite.
0: Ooh. Yes, "Time After Time" is close to a perfect song.
3: That's a good one. I like Shebop, which I've said before, but Shibop is
0: Did I ever tell you about the story about Shebop? It's oh, another uh, It's another one of those another one of those like sitting in the sitting having a hot dog at the at the you know the hot dog joint and Suzanne's singing along with this and it's one of those you know what this song is about, right? <laughs> and she's reached a point where she just looks at me and she's like, Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> I like this song. I'm like, no, it's just saying it's all about masturbation. <laughs> Like, and then the argument started. No, it's not. I was like, well, let's sing it along, shall we? You know?
4: It's about cannibalism.
0: <laughs> All right. Speaking of cannibalism, Glass Tiger? I don't remember Glass Tiger.
1: What? Well, when we play the song, that will be explained. Because- I own
3: this cassette. Or I did. Well, No, I still have it downstairs. Cassette
0: or I've, the single?
3: The, I own the whole cassette. I've got a story about this when we're done listening to it. Of course
0: you do. All right. So I this do. peaked at 7 and was 21 weeks on the charts so here we have someday with someday with glass tiger fly
3: theme in Space Quest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, I think I know why I didn't remember Glass Tiger is because I was wondering what the hell happened to uh, Simple Minds.
3: Oh, <laughs> interesting. I didn't even catch that. Uh, but yeah, they do sound kind of like that. I was like, Simple Minds, man, what the fuck are they doing with this song? I mean,
0: it's not a bad <laughs> song, but it's just kind of plain paper bag 80s music.
4: Yeah, I mean, their first song, their main song that they're known for is much better Don't forget me when I'm gone.
0: Yeah,
1: sure. And it's weird, like, when you hear the power ballad from the actual metal groups, and it's a lot softer, and if you're hardcore, you're like, oh, they wussed out for this song, but it's okay, because it's just one song on the album. This is like a band that's already wussier than the power ballad, starting at that point, and getting even wussier to record
4: this. (laughs) The all power ballad album.
1: Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're really going to have to soften it up for this one, because we're already known for our power ballads.
3: Well, you have a group that has nothing but power ballads, and they have one song that's like, That would be awesome. (laughs) There are bands kind of like that now. Um, So this song has, has got a very sweet spot in my heart. I love this song. And downstairs, in my myriad of boxes, in my cassette boxes, there is a copy of me singing this song.
0: This needs to be on our Facebook page immediately.
3: I was about whatever, what year was this that we're doing? 87? Right,
0: stop
4: the podcast, go find that.
3: I know where it is. Um, 87, right? So I would have been about 12. Um, So there was these, I don't know if you guys remember in the mall, they used to have these little places where you could go and record songs and they'd do one song per side and you'd pay them money and then you'd yeah. leave with the cassette. Uh, I, that's what I did. I went there with my my two best friends that live next door. And we recorded. I, there's four songs total that I recorded, and this was one of them. And it's it's painfully awful. <laughs> uh, Joel before his voice changed singing someday.
4: There's a there's a tape somewhere out there of Angela and I doing in the ghetto at one of those things.
0: What is in it with ghetto? you and in, in the ghetto?
4: <laughs> it's a great song.
0: <laughs> no, it's or right, for yeah, it is a decent. It is a decent it's song. A
4: fun song.
0: In the it's get- not fun. Like, dude. It's not fun. You and I have different definitions <laughs> Your definition of
2: fun. Of fun is, in the ghetto.
0: In the ghetto. Do you uh, soul
2: do you remember, ghost?
0: Remember, yeah, were you guys ghost. with us when when we were doing uh, uh, forty going on fourteen with the damsels of Dorkington, and we had a game where the, the damsels had to pantomime <laughs> out an Elvis song. It was all Elvis songs, so we had blue suede shoes, <laughs> and the damsels had to. Panamime out the name of the song, so they did Blue Suede Shoes, no problem. They did, uh, you know, Heartbreak Hotel, Heartbreak Hotel, no problem. And then they stop, come up to me, and they're literally like, "What the hell?" And I look <laughs> at, him, and he, this dipshit, put in In the Ghetto, and he's like, "What? It's a classic."
4: There's got to be one hard one in there, you know. The rest of them were gimmies.
0: Yeah, but what are they supposed to do? How do you panomime In the Ghetto? Well,
4: uh, shoot somebody. <laughs>
0: really shouldn't try yeah
4: let's just move on
0: <laughs> all right so
4: yeah do you really want all the answers from yeah, me for that
0: i really don't okay so i kind of do
4: <laughs> buy some liquor get an abortion those okay move
0: on <laughs> <Jesus>
3: <laughs> Christ, I, I regret so this, that decision
0: all right now if you think we've been kind of mediocre and kind of mellow on the songs and what we think about these songs now this is where it starts this is where it's really going to hit the hit the hay um not hit the hay. hit the hell, whatever. <laughs> hey. I don't know what that means. All right, so this peaked at number 4, 21 weeks in the ch- on the charts. This is Land of Confusion by Genesis. <laughs> I love this song. I like Genesis. I think Phil Collins is great. Pat what do you think?
4: Well we've been over this before.
0: Oh, I know want yeah, I want I to go over it again. Show.
4: no, 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 I mean I mean i don't i i I hate Phil Collins, but I don't hate Genesis. It's one of those situations It's kind of like Peter Cetera in Chicago. It's like i don't I don't hate the per the, the person while they're in the band and they know their place and they're good. It's like, once you break, you know, once you break up that band and you go on your separate ways and you suck on your own, you know, I mean, not everybody is Glenn right. and Don Henley, you know, and can go off and, and have a successful solo career after being in a, in a really good band. I mean, Phil Collins and, um, oh God, I can't think of his name. Peter Gabriel both suffer on their own, I think. They were much better together.
1: Well, and you bring up Peter Gabriel. That's the other layer of controversy is a lot of people. And I find it difficult to disagree with them. Think that the lamb lies down on Broadway was the last good Genesis album.
3: And by the way, the Eagles sucked and Joe Walsh was awesome on his own. So it's the reverse effect. Dude. I
4: uh, know. I saw all of them were all the Eagles were awesome on their own. That's what I'm saying. Like they could go on their separate ways because they were good enough. But like, you know,
3: well, Joe Walsh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I will
4: st- I'm going to stab you right in your
3: uvula. <laughs> so at this point, I was I was still liking Genesis. Wait, did you just threaten st- to stab him in his uvula? Yes, did. I did. He I thought f- he said yarmulke. <laughs> spine,
0: that don't make I a lick of sense. <laughs>
3: um, this was back I, when I s-
4: I will wait till you convert to Judaism, and I will stab you through your yarmulke.
3: In my spine. Um I, I was still a fan at this point, but I was a young dumb kid, so what did I know? Uh, and so I like this song. I like the video, and it wasn't until much later that I I wanted to punch Phil Collins in the throat and made a bit about it for the Awful Show. So, so uh, yeah.
0: In conversation about tonight's show at work today, found out that one of my co-workers is not just a hu- uh, not just a Phil Collins fan, but has bought his biography, has every album, and is going to see his comeback tour this year. So.
4: Fire that person.
0: <laughs> well, I would, but she threatened to stab me with an ice knife in your so, yarmulke.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's she's going stab me with an ice knife, ice knife in my yarmulke, and she the thing. You know, she had a whole plan. That's the thing that threw me. She's I mean, besides besides being a Phil Collins like hardcore fan, she had a plan for like, oh, I just stab somebody to death. All you need to do is make uh, an ice knife and then stab them with it, and then it melts. And she's—I'm afraid, like in her freezer, she's got like a, a cache of ice knives. I don't know where I'm going with that, but she really freaked me out. I'm a big <laughs> fan of Ice Knives' earlier work. Yeah, before <laughs> Phil Collins joined. Too once much. They bro-
4: once they broke up, they really sucked.
0: Ice Knives had too much synth for my for my tastes. Ice Knives' first album was decent. Ice Knives was actually sounds like a synth band. <laughs> a German Absolutely synth band. Classic. VR Ice Knives. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <What the hell? laughs> all right, so an, they're an all kazoo techno band. <laughs> <laughs> we lost one of our members. He was not grounded for the electric kazoo.
2: <laughs> and now I sing soul music. All right, <laughs> or All
0: right, so shut up, soul goose. Uh, number five. <laughs> peak position was <laughs> position was number 5 18 weeks on the chart that is control by Janet Jackson um with I tried to watch I set it up on a playlist on uh, YouTube for everybody and this is a 10 minute video
4: Yeah It's like, like a little mini soap opera
0: well, well yeah and the video version is not the studio version of the song itself No No So here we have Control by Janet Jackson
4: This was her like, "I am woman, hear me roar" song.
1: Well, it's more important than that. I mean, this right. album was not like her best, but it was very important for her personally because this was the title track for the album, and the whole concept of the album is this is the first one after she got out of the th- uh, under the thumb of her father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Joe Jackson, we all know now well, how much he micromanaged the careers of his kids and how much he screwed up their lives. Uh, I mean, this.
4: But he beat him into musical genius. You got to give him that. Right.
1: And uh, just her getting away from that and making an album all about that is pretty a big milestone for her career.
3: Yep. I mean, I used to hang out. I unabashedly (laughs) love Janet Jackson and everything she she put out. I well, everything that I've heard, I, I liked. I don't know all of her music, but
0: I'm with Joel on this one. I I love Janet Jackson. Her stuff, oh, yeah. her stuff is just it's fun fun poppy. This this song is good to listen to, good to dance to. I mean I and she's fun to watch.
3: Yes, <laughs> she is very attractive.
4: Janet Jackson is basically to me like what Gloria Stefan always wished she was.
1: As my you know, I don't hate Gloria Stefan the way you do, but I find it difficult to disagree with that statement.
3: <clears throat> no. I don't know what to say to that. Say yes.
4: I win the internet.
3: <laughs> Where are you going to put no, it? I, so, I just heard you. I thought you were saying some like Swedish like folk singer. You're like, you're like a Stefan. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> who is who is Ingve Estefan? Who is this guy? Was he, was he in ice Knives?
4: <laughs> I, I was I was comparing Janet Jackson to Ingve Malmsteen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird comparison. Seeing how he doesn't sing. <laughs> That's the point. And
4: she doesn't. And she doesn't play guitar.
3: They, that's why she has slash there they
4: are both not doing things for the other do haha ha, what <laughs>
3: <laughs> let's
0: move on to <laughs> number four number four
3: i love these shows it peaked
0: at uh number one with 18 weeks in the chart it's the endearing song and video of the love between a stripper and a young boy
4: also o- noticed my dream
0: open your heart by madonna <laughs> Okay, so key means penis.
4: Open your penis? <laughs>
0: okay. Joel, open your heart to pee? What? Open your- it's about a urinary tract infection. Open your heart oh. to pee.
1: Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I it's, it, Joel had his special <laughs> moment with Someday. <laughs> open your heart is like my special song on this top ten. Because before Open Your Heart... I knew who Madonna was, but I considered Madonna and Cyndi Lauper fairly interchangeable and usually preferred Cyndi Lauper. But Open Your Heart was like the moment that I started taking Madonna seriously. And on the strength of this song, not only did I go back and enjoy all of her earlier stuff more, but she bought my loyalty all the way up through fucking Ray of Light. Wow. This this is like the beginning, and I I didn't get off the Madonna train until after Ray of Light.
4: She she looked so fucking good in this video, for one. Uh, And I was
1: paying attention to every single she released uh, from Open Your Heart On.
0: (laughs) Open Your Heart On. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back in seventh grade. Um, No, this this is a great song. I I, I mean, despite the weirdness of the video, which exactly, is exactly what I said it was, is the friendship and love between a stripper and a young boy. Yeah, who's it was like clearly what? her brother.
4: It was like watching my autobiography.
0: Now, how do you know it was her brother? Just the interaction between them at
1: the end of the video. It's obviously playful and not romantic. Until they get back to the shack.
4: I don't know, it looked pretty sexy to me.
3: You're my sister-wife lover.
0: Pat was all about the two sailors. Um... <laughs> No, this is a, this is, Josh, I agree with you. This is a great song. This is a, again, another one of those. It comes on. I'm not changing it. I will listen to this one all the way to the end.
3: Now, as much as I love Janet Jackson, Madonna was my steady musical life from the time the first album came up up through Shut Up and Dance. Like, that's, that's all I listened to religiously for the longest time. And I, her early work, not to sound like Reservoir Dogs, but just (laughs) Dick, dick, dick dick. Dick, dick, dick. How many dicks is that? A lot. It's, it's like my, my childhood in a nutshell. Like uh, those first albums just are some of my favorite stuff that came out then. And after that, I kind of tuned out and I never really tuned back in again. But, uh, yeah, a big fan. All right.
0: Pat, did you have Me anything? Agree. You agree?
4: Yeah, I agree with all that. I love <laughs> this video. I love Madonna and all right. I'm all for kids and strippers getting together. Why not? Oh, boy. If you got game, if you can do it, all that means is us kids had game.
3: And apparently some pedophilic friends. (laughs) Number three.
0: (laughs) This peaked at number one. 22 weeks on the chart. This is Shake You Down by Gregory Abbott. Now give me
3: All right. Somebody playing Space Quest again?
0: <laughs> I hate this song. This song reminds me of close dancing and hiding awkward boners.
1: Yeah, I, I don't really have much of an opinion on this. I mean, I've always kind of considered Gregory Abbott the poor man's Billy Ocean, and that's
0: pretty...
4: <laughs> <laughs> Billy Ocean is already the poor man's Billy Ocean.
0: Yeah, Billy
3: Ocean is listening to this going,
4: yes! <laughs> Billy Ocean's like, tag me in this, tag me! Uh,
3: This... This, I think, I need to go back from work. My break's over. That's what this song makes me think of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, either that, I or mean, the, the, the whole
4: meanie, meanie, my, my me mo. mo." Come on, girl, let's start the show. I mean, this is, this is such a cheesy, horrible, shitty song.
3: Either that, or or it's accompanied by. When
4: you get your haircut,
5: or
0: you, what are you? What are you what I
3: thought that was a vacuum. I thought I was making a milkshake. What the, <sighs> what the hell are you doing? I'm at the dentist, huh? What? Huh, at the huh? dentist, getting your teeth drilled. And this is on in the background. All right. You Why got... was your dentist using
1: a vacuum on your teeth? <laughs> it's trying to get vacuum? It's kind of like a power, like a drill,
4: like a. I thought he was using hair clippers. Why... What the hell Why you... kind of? Why is he shaving your teeth? Why do you have hairy teeth?
0: <sighs> you need a new dentist.
4: I don't think your dentist is doing it right.
0: Did your dentist have an awkward boner? <laughs> well. Did your dentist touch your spleen?
3: Well Oh, we, we'll we do a show about dentists Someday and I'll dentists someday I got stories
0: I got I got news, we're not going to do a dentist show I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's go to number two, I've been waiting for this Oh, yeah oh. say la vie, okay, this is peak position It peaked at number two for 23 Weeks on the chart
4: God, we did not have good sense in the 80s
3: Oh, shut up
0: I was going to say Patrick
1: is wrong. Yeah, I, 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 there are some places you go, Patrick, where I cannot follow. <laughs> I'm with you on the Eagles, but I think you. Know, but I could have predicted you would have disliked this song because I think that there's like the same sort of person who wouldn't like Shaka Khan, wouldn't like Robbie Neville, right? Who doesn't like Shaka a, Khan?
4: Me.
3: Yeah, we've established this. Shaka yeah. Khan. Yeah, we knew yeah, this. Yeah, I know. We knew Mike, why are they so wrong?
4: I, I like Shaka. Shaka Khan is one of those I liked in the 70s and hated in the 80s.
0: Well, what's your excuse with Robbie Neville? He wasn't out in the 70s. And it this just song, sucks. This song, no, you are wrong. This song is awesome. No, um, it
4: is, it's it's a, just a boring song. No,
0: it is not.
4: It's, it's got a decent beat and it, it's just, I don't know, he has no charisma and it's just, this, I don't <laughs> think this song.
0: What does I, charisma have to do with the music? Are we listening at all to the same song? I don't think so. I, think I just think
4: it sounds fake. It sounds like again, like something that was made by by a studio magician, magician, a studio, <laughs> studio musician to be filler music in some kind of you know Andrew McCarthy vehicle.
0: Andrew McCarthy vehicle. What?
3: what? Why is he driving a car?
0: <laughs> no, you are wrong. This song stays on. If it comes on, it stays on.
3: Not no, it's me. Andrew McCarthy. I oh, get it. Got okay. it. Okay. Um, I, I love this song, Mike. I'm with you 100%. This is one of those songs from the 80s that just, every time I hear it, it makes me super happy.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, all, all, everyone in agreement that Patrick is wrong? I. Yes. I. Uh-huh. Yeah. Frenchie, go home. Maybe you were listening to Shake You uh, Down. I, is that what you were listening to? Did you listen to that <laughs> twice?
4: No, I just, I've never liked to say love I've always thought it was a shit song. And the fact that he shares the same last name as Aaron Neville, who could rot in hell doesn't help him. But no, I know they're two different people and everything. Wait, did you say Aaron
3: Neville needs to rot in hell?
4: Yeah, right. Aaron Neville sucks.
3: He's not dead.
4: I, well, that's where he needs to...
3: Why? You know, you
4: have un- Aaron un- Neville sucks. Don't we, there's no arguing that. Aaron Neville's awful.
0: Let's move on to number one. You have unusually strong opinions on very strange things. <laughs> I agree.
4: Well, I have, a, I have found throughout my life that I have an opinion on everything and I don't even necessarily realize it until I'm asked. I do have opinions on everything.
3: But keep in mind, Mike, at this point in time, you know, he was about 38 and so he had already kind of laid the groundwork for the music he liked. So I'm going to slap And so, you know, at this point he's like, (laughs) music today doesn't it It, sucks. It's it's not like that old stuff like Elvis. None of my songs had
0: apostrophes in them. Right, exactly. Wait, what? (laughs) Say la vie. Number 1. Number yes. 1. Not American <laughs> This uh peaked at number 1 21 weeks.
4: my American <laughs> apostrophes in the song titles.
0: Shush or I'll mute you. <laughs> 21 weeks on the chart is at this moment by we we said before Billy Vera and I forgot the rest of the Yanks. What are and they the called? Beaters. And the, the Beaters. beaters. <laughs> Billy Vera and the, and the Jerkoffs. Billy All right. Vera and the Beaters. <laughs> Alright. Here it goes. At this moment Go ahead, Pat. I'm curious. I'm curious, Pat. Go ahead.
5: Oh, you're taking a shower
0: again. Uh, I I love this song, actually. God. Good. I love
4: this song too. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, when I heard it uh for the show, I wondered why it got to number one. Family ties. Yeah, I also think it's the fact that it was a big, ba- big band jazz standard in 87 where that wasn't normally a thing. Kind of like the first big Michael Buble hit more recently. It, it had such a different sound, an older sound from everything else that was around it, that I,
0: it just by virtue of novelty, it climbed to the top. Oh, yeah. And his he has got a fantastic voice for this. I mean, when you said it's got that soul feel to it, I mean, it's for as much as, as Pat said that Robbie Novell was fake, Billy Vera singing in this one is fantastic. Yeah. He is all I, in on this one.
4: I mean, it, you feel like, I mean, I don't know if he wrote it necessarily. Um, I, I don't know who wrote the song, but you, you feel like Billy Vera is feeling that pain as he's singing it.
3: Uh, I thought this was an older song. When I saw it in the chart. I'm like, was it like a revival or something? And, and then when I listened to it, I'm like, no, it's a song I was thinking of. And I was like, huh.
1: Well, and Billy Vera, I mean, he started his career in the 60s and he actually recorded this song first in 81. It just didn't chart until six years later on the reissue. Good
0: for him. This is, this is, well, the, uh, that,
4: that, seriously though, the Family Ties episode was one of their highest rated episodes ever. It was the episode where, um, he and, uh, oh God, uh, Tracy, his, his, his uh, wife in real life, she ended up getting married. But the character on the show, her name was Ellen. And, Tracy Pollan. Yeah, uh, yeah Tracy Pollan, uh, her, her character, and it, on the show, it was the first time the two of them finally hooked up after a whole like you know season of will they, won't they kind of bullshit. And it was you know it was it was a really big scene in the in the, in that show, and it was this was a song that was featured in it, and it kind of shot it up into the top ten, and then it kind of caught on and went all the way up to number one.
1: That's a cool piece of trivia. Probably that episode and the popularity is what caused the reissue right mm-hmm. now
4: with smart well, that's
3: marketing. What it, that's what it says here on Wikipedia is that because they used it on there on actually several episodes over the course of that year, it uh, got renewed interest, was reissued, and became a huge hit. And actually, I was just reading that uh, Seth MacFarlane sings a version of it in the voice of Brian Griffin uh, on an episode of Family Guy as well as in a TED 2. <laughs> Interesting. I, I'm not a fan of the song, but I get why people like it. I don't have any hatred towards it. I just I thought it was older. I really did. I was shocked yeah. when it, that it was I out there.
1: Yeah, I think I'm a little warmer on it than you are, Joel, but probably not as hot on it as the mm-hmm. other two. All right, and
4: I, it's just one of those that always makes you think of somebody from your past at some point. Yeah, sure.
0: i Agree with that. I'll re-agree Hang on, I'm gonna see. Is this is this what it is? I'm I'm curious about this Brian thing. Hang on. No, that's a terrible. I don't know what the hell that Google is. Google Yeah. <laughs> all right. No, and you know what? The other thing about this is, is that the band, his, is fantastic. The sax solo is isn't a a cheesy one off sex. Quest. What? No, it's not space quest. It's not space quest. It's not. It's it's <laughs> it's a soulful. I mean, everybody. It's it's no one of those songs where everybody is all in. So. Yeah. Well, I don't think
1: you half ass big band. No. Uh, it's just not the way playing that kind of music works.
0: No, So I think for uh, January of 87, we had a pretty decent uh, lineup of music.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, there were ups and downs, but I, I think it was a fairly decent year. Uh, I don't know if it was the best year that we've featured in this sort of episode, but it was not terrible.
0: No. So now do we want to do this question now or do we want to do it at the end? But if you can get, get one song from just this. Yeah, let's do it now. One song from just this playlist. These 10 songs, which one would it be?
3: Like, not ever? Well,
1: yeah, it's your your favorite. You only get, like, the other nine of these songs gets deleted from history. This mm-hmm. is the one that's left. And oh, framing it like that, it's not even a question for me. It's open your heart.
0: Yeah, I figured for you.
4: Well, Victory by Kool and the Gang, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> not.
1: <Zippin.
0: Zippin.
4: laughs> uh, at this moment, that's an easy one for me.
0: It's a toss up between Sailor V and at this moment for this one, but I'm, oh. at- I'm going with at this I'm going with at this moment. I'm going with at this moment. I- I yeah.
4: Wait, the fact that it even made the final two makes that's me That's
3: because you have no taste.
4: Oh whatever.
3: Oh, he does have a taste. It's kinda of gross.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say that's not what you were yeah, saying the other night. Like- uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. I thought I- Mike was gonna say land of confusion.
0: You know, I, I I like Land of Confusion, but I think just for, I mean, Land of Confusion is good, but I like the emotion of At This Moment Better. Mm. I mean, I'm sorry, it's Genesis is doing a song in Land of Confusion. They're, They're just singing a song, but Billy At This Moment is just that you can tell there's more going on.
3: Uh, so I'm kind of with Mike, except that my second choice besides C'est La Vie is Vie uh, is Open Your Heart. And I think I'm going to have to go with Open Your Heart.
4: Oh, good good decision. I re-agree.
0: All right. Shall we take a break gonna, and come back and do – If
4: uh, anybody picks C'est La Vie, we we're going to have to fight. All right.
3: All right. I'm going to change my vote. <laughs> <laughs> all
4: right. So we'll go to the break. And when we
1: come back, we're going to talk about this week's uh, top ten of the Billboard Hot 100. All
0: right. Back in a bit. Back to talk about the top ten songs of January twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen. Um, oh boy! Yeah, I
1: anticipate some disagreement on this as well.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. But you're wrong. Um, <laughs> here's here's the thing. So what what the, one of the things that we saw I, I'm looking at over here is that last year at this time, Sorry from Justin Bieber was the number one song in the land. Thankfully, it is no longer. But uh we've got a whole batch of new songs to go from. I think I think you're right, Josh. I think it's gonna be kind of black and white on this one. Yikes.
3: There's no fetty wap in here. Come on. Jesus Christ. (laughs)
0: Let's just move on past that entire line of thinking. (laughs) And we're here. All right, so number ten has been on the charts for eleven weeks and has peaked at number nine and is now at number ten. This is Bad Things from Machine Gun Kelly and Camila Cabello. Camila Cabello, yeah. Camila Cabello. All right, here it is.
2: Take hey, the picture. On couch by the kitchen. Ain't hey, nothing but your heels on. You're losing our religion. You're my pretty little fix And I'm that voice inside your head. That keeps telling you to listen. To all the bad things I say and you say. I want you forever. Ain't no way we're not together. Scars on my body so I can take you wherever.
3: Okay, so we're sampling fastball now.
4: <laughs> it's just a waste of a fastball song, is what that is.
3: You know, I,
1: I'm going to disagree right out of the gate. Uh, I don't love this song, but I appreciate the fact that they not only sampled fastball, but turned the purpose of the original course inside out, whereas the original fastball he was like talking about how his life is all fucked up and he's hurting the people around him. And this has taken a more sensual, like I want to do bad things to you. And, uh, actually the guys from fastball commented on, it. they love the creativity, the inversion, and love the fact that, uh,
0: they used their song in a new way. And uh, let's face it, that it's a pretty decent hook. I obviously did not listen to enough fastball. (laughs) How did you miss that song? That song was huge. Which, which song are we talking about?
3: Out of my head.
4: My yeah. Basketball.
3: All right. that right. What? That in I, a way I were, were like right. the Wait. two biggest songs.
0: I, 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 I know I the way.
4: Go, I think you should go find that song and play it and see if you recognize now.
0: I'm doing that right now. All
4: yeah, because right, uh, it'll blow your face off if you didn't like put the two together.
5: I, feel like I, I,
0: okay. I have never heard that song before. Really, really? Wow. Yeah, that song was huge in the late '90s. Yeah, yeah. No, I. That was a
4: great. That was a great album, too. No, it sounds
0: like a great song. I mean, I like, I like fastball. I just, I mean, I, from what I've heard of him, I, just, I have literally never heard that song before in my life.
1: And I could take or leave Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, I, some I've heard him on tracks where he raps very fast and clear, and this isn't one of them. He's doing a pop rap song with a sampled classic hook that kind of works together as a mediocre pop song. I kind of like it. Don't love it.
0: I would like, I, I didn't, I'm with you, Josh. I didn't hate this song, but I didn't love it. But at the same time, if they had taken machine gun Kelly out of it and just left her in there, I think
3: it would have been a better song.
4: I would agree with that. I think the two of them together, is like a jumbled muddled
3: mess. Uh, uh, I, I'm not a fan. It was a waste of a song. I, I get what Josh is saying, and I can appreciate that, but it doesn't. Yeah, I don't think it works together for some reason.
0: Well, all right. Shall we move on to number nine? No, number let's badmouth
4: this a little longer.
0: All right, cool. So, Machine Gun Kelly's earring looks fucking <laughs> stupid. What What is with that earring? It looks like he stole it from uh, Mr. T.
4: <laughs> I was thinking at one point while listening to the, that song, I was like, "Well, this is sadly like a modern day Romeo and Juliet."
3: And now for a song about getting fucked by such a giant dick that you can't walk right.
0: So anyway, number nine has peaked. Not at-
4: he's not wrong.
0: <laughs> no, he's not wrong. Uh, has peaked at number four and uh, has been twenty weeks on the chart. This is "Side to Side" with Ariana Grande featuring Nicki Minaj. Can't
5: I know?
0: Well, I watch this with a video on YouTube. It makes me want to take up cycling again.
3: Joining a spin class.
0: Yeah, I I hear
1: this song several times in the morning, listening to the pop station, and it's Ariana Grande. It's uh, repetitive. It's sexual. It's fine. It's it's not amazing. I like it. I I won't change the station when it's on, but I, I will never like put it on my iTunes or anything.
4: I don't dislike it until Nicki Minaj shows up.
0: Well, that's kind of. You know, that's yeah. how I
4: feel pretty much about everything.
0: <laughs> everything was fine until Nicki Minaj showed up.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I thought she was pretty decent on this track. In fact, I think a lot of her guest spots are fine. Like she was. Uh, go a. Ahead, go ahead. I was saying she was uh, fine in the creep uh Lonely Island. Like it's her own stuff that I don't necessarily
0: care for, but uh, I don't necessarily dislike her as an artist.
4: I, I, I kind of do. I don't really care for it. Pretty much anything she does.
0: I was at a briss once and Nicki Minaj and showed up and the whole place went to shit.
3: Dicks were cut. Um see, my problem with ariana Grande isn't necessarily her abilities, her voice, her talent, whatever. It's just it
4: It's definitely not that ass. Booya uh,
3: <laughs> My kids used to watch Sam and Cat on Nickelodeon, and that was her show with uh I can't think of the other girl's name now, but it was a it was a comedy show and she played this ditzy, super super dumb girl and I just I can't separate the character from her music and so I just can't take her music seriously because I just imagine her in that role of being this incredibly she was a dumb girl? girl. I didn't know that. Yes, she was a Nickelodeon girl.
4: Wow, I didn't know that.
3: Oh, she had her own TV show. It was pretty funny actually. It was a it was an absurd absurd kind of show, but it was always I laughed at it quite a bit. That's yeah. Nicky. So- well,
4: come on, Joel. I mean, huh? You don't set the bar real high sometimes.
0: Yeah, I got to agree with Pat on this one. You're, I you're, mean, I have a
4: very weird sense of humor, but you have a very...
3: Weird. Yes, Pat?
4: Peculiar sense of humor?
3: <laughs> peculiar? What, what What does that mean? I'm just like, saying,
4: Pat... You, you love a, a really, really... You're, you're very much into puns.
0: Or Joel, more, I'm not mm-hmm. saying you've got low taste in humor, but I've tripped over your bar.
4: <laughs> Me?
0: No, Joel. Oh, yeah.
4: No, Joel just loves, like, really groany pun type stuff.
0: Yeah, he does.
4: And I I love, like, really demented stuff, obviously. We all know that. I think. Yeah.
3: So on because to... You know who I am. All right, yeah, number <laughs> number eight. Oh,
4: number you going to deny that you don't like puns?
3: No, I love puns. Pound for pound, puns are your best comedy value, according to the Animaniacs. But <laughs> I, I love,
4: you love bizarre,
3: puns? stupid humor.
4: Well, yeah, of course, we know this, but, like you you, have, you you have a very cheesy sense of humor as well. That's that's,
3: that's that's true. That's, that's true. my point. That's, that's number eight.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you got so, you, you got that Larry David high voice thing going. <laughs> okay, let go to number eight. Pretty, so, pretty, pretty,
3: pretty, <laughs> pretty good.
0: so peaking at number seven with fourteen weeks on the chart, is "Don't Want to Know" with Maroon Five featuring Kendrick Lamar.
2: The way I used to love you, no, I don't want to know. No, 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 no. Who's taking you home, 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 home. But loving you so, 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 so. The way I used to love you, oh, I don't want to know. No more, please stop. No more hashtag bulldog
4: screenshots. No more. That song really sucks, 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 sucks. Did break five give up? What is <laughs> wrong with you people? They stopped
1: making music after 1999. No, I just saying. That that, saying
4: that, I'm just saying that's not a good song. It's just. Oh, really, Josh, no. I, I love it. I, I really one, do. Is this I, one
0: of the rare cases where Josh and I are on the same island? Yeah, I guess <laughs> so. I, you've
4: you've got us. Everyone, everyone's looking at each other like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> you've
1: got this song that is about something depressing. He's like trying to get over. Uh, like not wanting to think about the girl he used to be with, but it's got this crazy like juxtaposition with this super catchy bouncy beat, mm-hmm. and I just love the combination of the two things pulling at each other. Yeah, the hook on this I one like, is fantastic. I like,
4: I like my my um, my longing and moroseness stuck in 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 the depths of of bad evilness, not well, like happy thoughts. Yeah, well, all oh, right, could, could no calypso in my in, <laughs> in my bad breakup music.
0: So you should probably not watch the video then. Oh, I did all <laughs> oh, the videos. The, the Pokemon Go video, yeah, yeah I was with like, oh, Vince Vaughn at the was? end.
4: Okay, because I was like, "What in the hell is going on? Why are they
0: furries?" The the end of it with Vince Vaughn was just fantastic. Yeah, that's the
1: reason heard. all the people were chasing them around with phones and they were disappearing when the people pointed yeah. the phones at them. Yeah,
4: makes. I mean, I wasn't really. I I was mainly listening to the music. I just had the video on.
0: So. Yeah,
1: Nothing.
3: I have no problem with Maroon Five or any element of it, but the song and and again, Josh knows more about it lyrically which puts a different spin on it i would never heard it before yesterday and so for me it's just listening to the music and the hook and the the pieces of it and taking it just at that face value which is is wrong i really should go more in depth with what josh josh has more time at the songs it just it's just kind of there you know it's just kind of Exists.
1: And I will declare that's, that is going to be a difference between my perspective and some of your guys on a lot of this stuff is with the exception of a couple of songs, uh, almost nothing on this top 10 was the first time I'd heard it. And a lot of them I've
3: been listening to once or twice a day for weeks. And see, that's why I like these shows is because I, as much as I seek out, play, love new music, have no problem with, with it at all. I'm, a, I'm always looking for new stuff. Every week I'm always looking for new music I just if it's not something that hits me in the right spot I don't dig any deeper into it and because of what you do and and how you listen to music you get that perspective and so I kind of appreciate some of these songs in a different way after these shows from hearing that yeah so that's a good thing so <laughs> number seven
0: uh, peaked at number four 14 weeks on the chart 24k magic by Bruno Mars
2: Money in my pocket, keep up you mad fix face all be jumping on it trying to do so okay
0: Whatever it was that Cool and the Gang left behind when they stepped into the 80s, Bruno Mars found. <laughs> when I first heard this song,
1: uh, I was thinking, man, you were trying way too hard to recapture uptown funk. But now that it's played through the summer, like I get that Bruno Mars had this huge party anthem hit and wants to do another one. And if you're judging it on that standard, this is a pretty successful song. It's not saying anything deep. It's just something that wants to be played in the middle of the party when everyone's getting happy and
3: drunk. Mm-hmm. But it's... It's uh, like Justin Timberlake was in 1987.
4: Yeah. it's a little. There's a little too much auto-tune in this song, but otherwise it's it's a pretty good standard Bruno Mars song.
1: Yeah, and working in a random auto-tune and working in random bass drops inspired by dubstep, that's just something we're living with now in pop music.
0: Yeah. Right. It's the thing right now, but I, you know what? Again, it's when you're on. Uh, from my perspective, when you're on the train on the way in for the office, on the way into the office, you're, this is totally fine to listen to. I'm good with this, just because well, it it kind of gets you going. It's a little bit more peppier than listening to the conductor yell at people to get on the goddamn train. You know, it's. I
3: enjoyed it. I think it's fun. Well, and I'd never really heard anything by Bruno Mars until last year's show. And, uh, I, it, it, I liked what I heard then. And I think I wrote in here, he's a man determined to bring the past into the present and he's good at it. Once again, Mars is on point. That's exactly what I wrote in my notes.
1: So you missed his entire phase of like love songs about what he'll do for women. Like he had a whole string of hits that were a completely different style.
3: Nope. All I know is this, this, this current. This an uptown like, incarnation, like
4: baby face type songs. Almost,
1: yeah. Them. I mean, for what it's worth, I think party anthem it works. It fits in better.
4: So, it, if you're getting it,
1: on the Bruno Mars train, you got it on at the right
3: stop. <laughs> it, it meshes well with our with our selection for the year, uh, for the then too. It fits right in with that.
0: Hmm. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, ginger infant. Time. Ginger infant <laughs> comes up. Uh, this has had one week on the chart. This is new. This is peaked at number six. This is Castle on the Hill by Ed Sheeran. Uh, The Man Without a Soul. And here we
2: go.
4: will ever get over the castle on the hill. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you don't uh, like this walking. Is
1: the, this is the first of two Ed Sheeran songs on our countdown and on the countdown right now. And they're very different songs and I, I appreciate them in different ways.
4: I, I thought this was a very nothing song. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. You know, it's just kind of, kind of there. Like, eh.
1: I mean, I think if the breakfast club was made this year, castle on the hill would be on the soundtrack. Oh, completely would. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's a, uh, it's a very, like, looking back and, like, I, I want to uh, go back to those days kind of song. And we haven't heard a whole lot like that from Ed Sheeran, so I appreciate this.
4: This would definitely be on, like, a Dawson's Creek soundtrack. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
3: I've, I have no no qualms with claiming my my affection for Ed Sheeran and being a fan of... <laughs> Being a fan of singers' songwriters, he falls right outside or I guess inside that wheelhouse, even though sometimes he gets more poppy here and there. Uh good songwriter, talented guy, and I've enjoyed most of what he's put out, including the song.
0: I like Mike. it. I think I again I agree with you. It sounds like, you know, uh what was that what was the show you just said? Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Yeah, this definitely is like Dawson's Creek, this music playing, he's standing on the boat wondering how the hell he's gonna get back to shore. Um, As it pulls away... It's a
3: creek, and not a, like an ocean.
0: <laughs> well, still, I mean, in the middle of a creek. No,
4: this is the sequel Dawson's Ocean.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. Pacey, find me. So, no, I mean, I honestly, since we listened to the Ginger Baby last year, I've picked up on Ed Sheeran. I've been listening to his stuff, and I'm really impressed with it. I like his. I am a fan. You're not. You're a human. And you're a cock.
3: I still let joke.
0: But I'm bummed. Number five. But you don't like puns. Not I at think all. I said I
4: didn't.
0: I, I said a
1: little one. I think number five spent approximately six point seven years on the top ten, <laughs> the top yeah. one
0: hundred. Yeah, this was this it last year. Twenty no, no, four
1: it, it had an unusually long run
4: at number one.
0: Yeah, last week it was number three. It's at number five right now. It peaked at number one for twenty four weeks, and somehow Pat never heard it.
4: Yeah, I have managed to avoid this song.
0: I, I never heard, heard it until, until tonight. I hear this song coming in duet in the back from the back seat all the time. My girls completely sing the song, even though I'm kind of hoping that they never saw the video because it seems like it's just straight nonstop screwing.
4: I'm crazy, <laughs> I, I'm crazy happy that this was the first time I've ever heard this song because I well, can't even the the song having let's... to have heard it for months.
0: All right. Here's a song closer, the song. It's Closer. The Chainsmokers featuring Halsey. So baby, pull me closer in the backseat
5: of you.
4: This to me feels like if AI tried to write a romantic song.
3: Is that the modern version of Space Quest?
4: (laughs) Everything is not Space Quest,
3: Joel. (laughs) Says you.
4: I have a feeling I'm going to be alone
1: on this one. Uh, I, I unabashedly love the song the first time I heard it huh? and every time I've heard it since. I, there's some annoying auto-tune stuff in it, which is just the flavor of the moment. But uh, it, there's a little bit of repetitiveness in the chorus. But just the combination of the duet, like I genuinely just love the verses. And even the chorus, which is a little weaker... You've got this, like, two desperate, fucked-up young adults who've made all these bad decisions. They're barely holding it together. They broke up years ago, and they're get they're hooking up after not having seen each other for, I, can, I say, exactly how many years. I can't remember. Four years. And uh, it's still not quite right. They're still kind of
0: fuck-ups. I, I like what the song's saying, and I like how it's being said. I don't understand how Josh and I... Are agreeing so much in this show. <laughs> <laughs> Something <Yeah>. is wrong. <laughs> Cause normally, no, I, I mean, granted, yes, I do hear this, the girls singing it all the time, but no, it's, it, I agree with you on that. It's, it's got a nice hook to it. Um, the lyrics and the, the, I don't say the message, but the story told in it is, comforting but familiar it's like one of those uh recognizable yeah i know i've been there i've been everybody's been in that situation and the music while i could do i'm not a huge fan of the auto tune i you know pull that out and i think you got a pretty good pretty good song here yeah i mean there are some very specific images used the the roommate
1: that got uh, their uh, mattress stolen and the girl still got it Around, traveling with it around the country she's in a car that she, uh, the
3: boyfriend knows she can't afford the payments on just little bits like that but I never heard this until yesterday Uh-oh. and for some reason I like it and I'm not sure why because it's a pretty decent song it's it something about it that makes me want to listen to it again like it's got a weird little hook to it with the, the, the music and I don't know something about it
1: I'm happy I was wrong to be alone on that one
4: it sucked
3: yeah but you like the Eagles
4: hey
1: <laughs> bringing it everyone back.
4: likes the
0: eagles. eagles
4: yeah you i don't even know how you're gonna think you're on the right side of that one
0: yeah <laughs> i'm alone in my principles no well, you're let's not, move on your to principles Star suck <laughs> um, i mean
4: how can, you, how can you not like the eagles and, the, and not like big lebowski who doesn't like the eagles
1: you got him started <laughs> let's go to Starboy.
0: <laughs> i don't technically want to go to. okay so anyway It says peaked at number one, 17 weeks of the chart. This is Starboy by The Weeknd featuring Daft Punk. I'm
2: a motherfucking Starboy. I'm a motherfucking Starboy. Every day, nigga try to test me.
0: Featuring Daft Punk, apparently they set the drum machine on and left.
3: <laughs> got to get our helmets waxed.
4: But, then, but that's why this song has a really good beat.
3: You all I know. Mean,
4: it makes sense. I was, when, I, when I was listening to it, I was like, I, was like I really like the beat of this song. There's not much else I like about it. And then I looked closer at it, and I was like, featuring Daft Punk, I was like, well, that explains that.
0: Yeah, it would be a lot better if this guy wasn't singing over the beat. Yeah. Well, I don't... I, I, just,
4: I'm not a big, I mean, I know The Weeknd has, like, had a couple hits here and there i'm familiar enough to have heard that name before but i just I'm, i'm not a big fan and i know that it's part of rap culture but i'm not a big fan of people that are just not really like mogul types singing about you know how they're the baddest and the best and they got the most of everything and everything i'm like you know
1: that shows me you listen to half the song
4: yeah, I mean, I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it because I didn't really care much for it.
1: Yeah, I, I want to hear what Joel has to say because this is going to be another one where I looked pretty deep into the lyrics on this one. Uh, I'll get to that after after we hear what Joel has to say.
3: Um, You know what? I I, I don't think it's that bad. I, I think it's got a kind of a, a classic R&B vibe going on with a, a nice modern feel. It reminds me a little bit of like if you took uh, like Fetty Wap and mixed him with uh, a little R&B. And it's, I mean, it's not great. It might grow if I heard it more, but I don't, I don't dislike it.
1: I didn't care for the song that much. The first couple times I heard it, then I kept listening to it and it, Pat's right. Most of the, uh, verses are him just bragging about how g- many cars he's got, how many drugs he does, how great his life is, how terrible yours must be in comparison, and in some uh, ways, he does, uh, really clever stuff, even with that bit, with the, like, uh, Star Trek roof in the Wraith of Khan, talking about how he's got, like, a light up sci-fi, uh, roof on his Wraith, like a really expensive car. But then you listen closely to the chorus, and it's very clear that he's ta- he's this guy who made a ton of money all at once, which is exactly what happened to him. His big hits on his last album, just made him rich overnight. And he really got into this sort of lifestyle and he knows he's a fuck up. He's, he's a star boy. He's uh, getting into all of these problems, but he is not willing to take responsibility for the mess that his life is becoming. He's just going to brag about it. And who does he blame his fans? When he says, look what you've done, you gave me all this money. This is what I'm doing with it. And somewhere deep down, I know I'm fucking up my life.
0: But who who even cares? I listened to this song, wasn't entirely sure what was going on with it, with the lyrics. I tried to listen to the lyrics on the way into work when I was, when I was uh, commuting in. I was like, okay, you know what I'll do? I'll watch the video. I don't have,
4: (laughs) the video doesn't explain much.
0: (laughs) Don't have a goddamn idea what was going on. He's in his, like, no, I'm more confused. <laughs> he's so confused. Why is he suddenly, he, you know, he's he's in his house and now he's destroying everything with this neon cross. And I, you know, I, I don't, I'm just at this point, I'm like, all right, I'm so confused. I'm just going to finish listening to the song and get into the next one.
1: Yeah. And I do think that mm-hmm. if, and if the video is trying to clarify anything, it's the self-destructive nature of his, the excesses that are coming with his fame.
4: Well, it's not. It's not necessarily even. I guess if that's the message he's trying to say, it's not even so much that they come with this fame, but it's like it's expected. This is what you're supposed to do. Like you know, you can't. You can't save your money. You can't be smart. You have to go out and you have to buy all the cars and you have to, you know, have the entourage and all that kind of shit. And yeah. you you eventually have to spend all your money because that's what's expected of you.
1: Sure. But I do think he's falling into the trap voluntarily, but not willing to take responsibility. Cause when he's talking about, he's got this ivory, this ebony table and his girlfriend's doing lines of Coke off it. That's uh, cutting lines of ivory off it. I right. love my baby. All that. Like he's making those choices and he knows that they're the wrong ones, but he's
0: just like, you did this to me. You gave me all this money. I guess I'm just going to write it out. I could probably do better than that, and I really hope that somebody gives me a whole bunch of money. <laughs> so after that.
4: We we are definitely for sale for anybody yeah. that's out there.
0: Anybody? Yeah. We yeah. have the absolutely s- no po- problem with whoring ourselves out. The next two <laughs> songs are weird because they charted without
1: any radio play. But the both basically virally inserted
0: onto the charts. Right. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Black Beatles is peaked at number one. Weeks in the chart at 18. Uh, Ray Strummerd? Feels like there should be more vowels in there. Uh, looks like, uh, yeah, it's Ray and then drummers backwards, however you would say that. Ray Strummerd featuring Gucci Mane. I don't know any of these people. She
2: that girl is a really- Watch it fall slowly. Right girl, still trying to get in. Hate is mad for whatever reason. Smoke in the air, been drinking. They lose it when the DJ trusts the knee. Came in with two girls, look like scruples in their.
4: So I thought I had never heard this song before because I didn't know what it was called. But I have heard this song before. It was when I was in a head shop. <laughs> and. <laughs> And I, I remember I was, I was looking around. I was, I was looking around and I like, in the back of my mind, I was listening to the lyrics, but not really paying attention to them. And I finally, at one point, I stopped and I started listening to it. I was like, what the hell is this song? I liked it when I wasn't really listening to it. But as soon as I started listening to the lyrics, I was like, this is stupid.
1: This song is all over the place. It, it was sort of the theme song for the mannequin challenge thing that was really big a couple
0: months ago that thing where everybody just held really still.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And there was all the steady cam. I don't know how I feel about this one. Cause you've got some interesting stuff going on, like musically in the background, the beats and like the music that's actually going on. And then some of the uh, lyrics are actually interesting talking about, like a connection to the past, living like an old geezer, making constant references to the Beatles in this one, as the title indicates. But then a lot of the rest of it is just going back to talking about all the drugs and booze and women. And there's nothing wrong with having those as the topic of your song. But it's like I've heard that in a better way a million times before. So I just don't know how I feel about this one. I, I, maybe it could grow on me.
4: I mean, I didn't. It, I definitely didn't hate it, but I mean, it just—it was one of those uh, it, it needs to stay kind of way way in the background for me to like uh, to kind of enjoy it. And a head chop. Yeah, that didn't hurt.
3: It's 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 no uh, broccoli, but I don't Oof. I don't get the current trend with what I refer to as lazy rap. I just are lazy hip hop um, tra-
1: trap rap. You're talking about trap rap, and we're going to go into trap on the next on the next oh. track. Well, yeah, and that's just it.
3: My, my, my
4: my. And that's what Gucci Mane is. He's a trap rapper as well.
3: My my notes on the next song are see previous comment on the last <laughs> song. It's just it's just lazy and uninteresting. I just I don't get this current trend, and maybe it's because of the the hip hop I was raised on. But I just I don't it doesn't appeal to me. And Fetty Wap is about the only I mean, and that was from a previous show that I really actually got interested in and followed up on. This I just it's it's I forgot about it already.
4: Trap rap, I mean, when we ever record the rap show, we'll talk about it, I'm sure. But, I mean, it's it's almost more important than the music is how fucked up you can get.
1: Yes. well, And the beats are – you've got these guys that are actually not very skilled rappers. They're not lyrical. They don't have anything interesting to say and they're not very good at saying it.
4: And they don't even write anything ahead of time. They just get up on stage and they're, and they're fucked up on purple drink and, and weed and, and, and pills and shit. And they just get up there and they just try to like get out whatever they can.
1: But they do have some really interesting beats. Like if you were just to cut out the vocals on a trap and a lyrical song, uh, if the beat, if you're just judging on the beat, most people would probably prefer the trap beats.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And Are you I say the crap or trap, trap. 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 And, I, and I'm crap. saying this as someone who hates trap. I will admit that the, these are guys that if all they did was made these beats and sold them to better rappers, the world would be a better place. That's just my opinion. My, my bias. I don't like trap.
3: If, they, if It was the producers and not the, the actual artists. Yeah. Performing.
0: Mike. I don't really think I need to explain anything on this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike's just going to try and say style through the next yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one, this one,
4: Mike, you, Mike is just—I don't know what's going on, and I'm not going to address okay. it. Okay,
0: well, okay. Well, I'm okay. I'm not going to say I don't know what's going on. One, oh, it's all full knowledge. I don't like rap music,
4: right? Okay. We all know that.
0: Yeah. But this, I will agree with Josh that taking the vocals out of this and just leaving it as the the music itself, I probably would listen to that.
1: Yeah, there's some interesting stuff going on here.
0: And even not all
1: of the vocals are bad, it's just so many of the vocals are bad that I don't know i i maybe I'll like this song someday, but I probably won't listen to it again
3: well, and I think I'm a little bit kind of uh you know how you you hear something else that's that's so much better that it kind of uh, sways your thinking on what you're listening to now. I'm watching Luke Cage right now, and the the music in that is so amazing. And then you hear something like this, and you're like, oh.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people could especially uh, point at us as like, well, it's not made for you. And that's right. This music is not made for middle-aged white dudes. But uh, I agree with you on the Luke Cage soundtrack. And not all of that stuff is like 90s-era hip-hop, which is the stuff that stereotypically middle-aged white dudes would like if they like rap at all. There's some modern stuff on the Luke Cage soundtrack, and it's all fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Exactly
4: well I mean there's a there's a guy in our top ten this this week um Kendrick Lamar featured in the number eight song who is someone that I think if you guys listen to you would really like he's widely regarded as as the best rapper in the game right now
1: yeah Kendrick Lamar and Kanye are basically the two like and I don't care for Kanye as a person but as an artist he's actually pretty fucking good
4: yeah you I mean he's he is fucking talented he's a jackass but he's talented
0: <laughs> all right so uh <laughs> That's sigh uh, yeah I was yeah. pretty
1: unconflicted about uh, the top 10 until until we got to Black Beatles and I was thinking well I didn't hate that so you know what maybe I'm not going to hate any of the songs yeah. let's go so to Bad and
0: Bougie, and <laughs> bougie. this <laughs> peaked at number 1 this is uh, number 2 right now with 9 weeks on the chart this is Bad and Bougie Bougie yeah by Migos featuring L- L- Lil Uzi Vert so Lil Green Uzi I don't know what the hell that means. And I'm just going to go into this right now. I'm old, I'm white, I'm middle-aged, and I have. I live in the suburbs. I don't know what the fuck is going on in this song. Why are they... My,
4: my, Mike is watching the music video. He's I'm scared. I'm just
0: like, why are they a Kentucky Fried Chicken? I don't understand why everything they've got a... Why do they have a Gucci Big Mac box? I don't get any of this. All right, so here we go. My bitch is bad
2: and bougie, bad, cooking up though with the Uzi, my niggas are savage, roof. we got 30s and 100 rounds right? too, yeah, 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 she back to the bone, Hey, wait, these niggas watching, I swear to God they be my clones, yeah, hey, huh, switching my hoes like my flows, switching my flows like my clothes, keep on shooting that gun, no reload, ooh, ooh, now she won't fuck with my
4: crew, cause the money come
1: that may have been the best part of the
3: song.
4: I, I mean, I completely and totally understand that we are not the target audience, but this is just not good.
3: Well, just, just to classify for the, or clarify for those who are not familiar with the term bougie, it, it's someone who possesses swag.
4: Yeah,
1: or, yeah it's, it's talking about someone who solid. is aspiring to be rich. Like if you're bougie, like it would have been used as an uh, insult uh, years ago, if you're trying to say someone's bougie, it's like, oh, you're you're putting on airs. You're trying to act rich, and you're not. In this case, it's like someone who has got a little bit of high class. So, I don't know this. This is trap. This is trap crap. Yeah. If if you cut out the uh, mumble core lyrics once again in the background, there's a really cool beat going on. And they have nothing to say and no interesting way to say it over that incredible beat.
3: Now, mumble, Mumblecore—that's another. That's one I do know. And yeah, I,
1: yeah. It's it's like either make sense or have your words rhyme or say something clever. Don't pick zero out of three. <laughs> I can forgive rhymes not being tight. I can forgive uh, it just being a mindless. Uh, party song because not everybody wants to parse through something complex and lyrical every time they're listening to music. I get that, but it's just like it's this <laughs> combo platter of shit. It's there's like
4: a re- there's a reason why people don't party to most deaf. <laughs>
3: well, and it's, there's,
4: yeah, lyric complex there's
3: with- something to be said for for being able to to just flow and just have that skill. And for those of you who've never tried it, it's not easy. It for is. Sure. It is incredibly hard to keep your thought process three steps ahead of what you're saying so that it all flows lyrically. It it can rhyme or like I said, be clever or carry into the next verse in a way that it, it makes sense and have, tell a story that is, it makes, you know, is logical. It's not easy. And when you throw in the fact that you're drunk or higher or stone or whatever on top of it, okay, I'll give him a little bit of a pass, but uh, talk about something different than the same thing over and over again. And, move past the cars and the bitches and whatever else you want to talk about
1: and if you're not at least make sense i'm sorry i get it i get drugs and uzis but still an uzi is not a cooking utensil you don't make your drugs with that use a spoon no i think i think <laughs> it's the wrong tool
0: for the job no no no. i think his he's making a 500
4: he, milliliter flask is what you
0: use no the other guy is named uzi so he's not making with an uzi he's making with uzi yeah. oh okay see yeah, so. Uzi vert that's right see he's so he's with a little green
4: crock pot with a, and they're fucking the thought thought, thoughts which i don't know if you guys know what a thought is you know you know what that is
1: Uh, yeah i i can't remember what it stands for but yeah
4: that hoe over there right so a thought is just like a piece of ass
3: well i have incredible respect for people that can can uh, you know remember how good
4: less was in college
3: spit (laughs) a rhyme and, and just not even think twice. It's a skill set that not a, a, enough people appreciate or that actually have it. And did
4: did any of you guys ever hear less freestyle? Yes. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, I yeah. heard less go. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I've heard good freestylers. It's just, I know, and I know it's a style thing. It's a dirty South Atlanta uh, trap style that they're just all fucked up and trying to keep something together that sounds like they're talking about something but i don't know it's just
4: i mean we're not the, we're we're so clearly not the target audience i i never like the style i
1: right?
0: recognize so, some of those sounds as words but yeah, if, if, i
4: mean mike you're not alone in not liking this okay
3: so. good because but you know <laughs> if you if you if you say something long enough or you you know put enough critters in a room with a typewriter you're going to eventually have something that works but you can't release everything that you do and expect it to be. So, if
0: you put enough critters in a room, you get bad and bougie.
3: No, I just didn't want to use the actual uh, quote because I didn't want to sound like I was
0: right. No, I got you. I got gotcha,
4: you. Yeah, gotcha. I'm I'm thinking <laughs> we should just keep moving on. So,
3: anyway, is the you do,
0: ginger, let's change? Let's change. the Let's change gears so that, hard we is, strip them.
1: Uh, Although, if you do release everything you do every single day, you can become Little Wayne. Teasing I mean, I don't like any of I don't like any of his stuff. But dude, put out a lot of mixtapes,
3: and that's just it. Eventually, if you do the Steve Buscemi shotgun school of acting, you're gonna have something that's that, that hits. But you're gonna have a lot of other stuff that misses by a mile.
1: Sure, and like, well, we'll we'll get more into depth on this entire topic if and when we ever finally do the rap show that we missed. But we can move
0: on to the, the giant ginger infant. All right. So Giant Ginger Infant is back. Uh, peak position of one with one week on the chart immediately hit the top. This is The Shape of You by the Ginger Infant, Ed Sheeran. While this is definitely not, it doesn't sound like the same guy who just did "Castle on the Hill." I like this song. Yeah, I
1: I like this song since it kept intruding on us every time we clicked on the Billboard Hot 100 for two weeks. Yeah, ago. I know <laughs> <laughs> this was the track that kept auto playing on us. And yeah, uh, I, I heard the whole thing on the radio and instantly took a shine to it.
4: Yeah, I like the song too. Yeah, I don't love it, but I like it.
3: I, I, like I said, I like Ed Sheeran. I don't like absolutely everything that he does, but he's consistently good. And, uh, this one is not as good as Castle on the Hill, but it's, it's decent. What?
4: It's better than Castle on the Hill. This one's a toe tapper.
1: They're completely different songs right. for different reasons. This is not going to appear on the new Breakfast Club soundtrack.
4: <laughs>
1: this one is definitely his take on the, like, I'm going to do a song about hookup culture. And, uh, it's a good
0: one. Yeah. It's a is- fun song. Yeah, it really is. Um, no, again, it's it's not. I mean, from from the first song that we heard, Josh—I don't recall the name—the first song, the video was uh, him and that girl, the other girl dancing. Oh, that's not the first one. The first one was him and the Muppets. Him and the Muppets dancing?
1: Yeah, it was Ed Sheeran and the Ed Sheeran Muppet. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: And that was the very first time. That was that was when I called him a giant ginger infant. It's the reason I remember it so well. <laughs>
0: that's right oh yeah completely god that was freaky alright so this I mean he's got a lot of facets to his skill Uh, yeah that first song was sing yes okay that is why it's so hard to remember okay yeah so that one I mean uh, if you take the songs I mean what there's been four of them now that we've talked Uh, about on the show well now five because he had two in this uh, oh that's true two in this top I mean, honestly, he's got a different sound and different style in every single song that we've listened to. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, for a you know giant ginger baby Muppet, <laughs> he's doing pretty damn good. He's the
4: Gary Oldham of music. Uh, I hope that's true.
0: I really do.
3: Huh?
4: Before you know it, he's going to be putting out a trap rap song.
3: Oh, no. Oh, no, don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> uh, no, he's not he he goes
0: to he he goes to the uh goes to bed at night says someday Josh won't think of me as a big ginger baby <laughs> I'm just waiting for at the end of this show us getting angry
1: tweets from Maybellina telling us how awesome bad and bougie is <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so you're stuck in a desert island you only. You only get one song. You're
4: stuck on a desert island with Bad and Bougie.
0: <laughs> I, I would destroy the other 19 <laughs> songs
3: just to take down Bad and Bougie.
4: <laughs> I would cry a little for Open
1: Your I'd use Heart it to
3: build a rap. <laughs> oh, so out of uh, these?
1: Oh well, yeah. Let's do these 10 first, and then of the 20.
0: Okay, so out of these 10, which would you, which would you take? Honestly. Okay, go oh, ahead, great. Joel. I was going to say Castle on the Hill. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Myself, I think for, for all of these, I think I'd take twenty-four uh, K magic. I'm I'm becoming a I'm liking Bruno Mars. Pat, what about you? I hate everything.
4: <laughs> I take victory by cooling the gang <laughs>
0: <laughs> of
1: these <ten.
4: laughs> Oh God. Um. I guess yet. Yeah, I guess twenty-four karat magic.
3: And for me it's gonna be closer. That's how I still like him. That was my second choice.
4: That song stinks so nice.
3: Oh yeah, no, I might take take twenty-four Carat match, actually, it's my second.
1: Yeah, there there's a great uh cover version of uh closer with uh not Ariel Winter the, No Sarah Hyland from uh <laughs> uh, uh
0: Modern Family. Alright. So out of the twenty oh, boy. You only get one. At this moment, you only
4: get one. At this moment.
0: At this moment. Yep. It's still
1: got to be open your heart. I mean, if open your heart wasn't in there, I could maybe justify something from the now, but I don't see any of those songs being as important to me as open your heart
3: was. I'm sticking with Josh on that one too. Screw you all, say lovey.
4: Oh my! That's just Jesus. the way it goes. <laughs> 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 Shuckacon just
0: made Shaka Khan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
4: <laughs> That's just a spite vote.
0: That was not.
4: You didn't even <laughs> pick Salavi La Vie in the first. <laughs>
0: <hit>. <laughs> oh, these shows are always fun. All right, so what do we got on tap for next week?
1: Uh, we're finally talking about the spy classic Cold War era Man from
0: Uncle, which was uh, remade by Guy Ritchie not so long ago. Yeah. As a movie. We got some Uncle moving on in here. So the TV show to the movie. Uh, and um, where did I lose my notes? My notes went away. Okay, there they are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again, if you want to get in touch with us, you can call us at 708 Now Rap. That's seven zero eight six six nine nine seven two seven. Or you can always reach out to us
1: on Twitter at Forty Go Fourteen or shoot us an email at Forty Go Fourteen at Gmail dot com. Reach us at our home on the web at www.fortygofourteen dot com or check out our Facebook page.
0: Yeah. And also don't forget to uh, find us at LodgeCon on February eleventh, where we're going to be out there doing the show and giving away some prizes and emceeing. And, uh, if everything goes well, Joel will lose his pants. And I'll be trap rapping.
4: Yes. I'm a motherfucking star boy.
0: Come see Joel trap his pants.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's possible.
0: Yeah, It may happen. All right. So uh, there you go. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.
2: Good night.
0: Hello. All right, cool. All right, let's do this. Five, four, wait, did you say, want to say something, Pat? No. You can say something. It's cool. No. No?
4: You You said, I never, you know what? I was going to make a completely stupid joke, is all.
0: No, no. I think the whole class should hear this joke. (laughs) Please, Pat.
4: (laughs) 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 I will mute myself.